Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win it! They win it! Pippen runs down the lane. Dumps it out the horse. Paxson for three! Yeah! Rose crosses over the fadeaway. Got it! Let me step back and kiss myself! MVP time! Windy City Assassin does it again! I'm back. Back from Florida. NBA free agency is in full swing. The Bulls are making a few moves. Some good. You know, they're in that weird spot where a move is a move. They had a couple good ones, though, I think. I'm going to break it down for you on today's episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. I'm your host, Nick Schultz. CJ is off today. He is with his daughter at Nationals for volleyball. So you've got solo Schultz on this 4th of July. Happy Independence Day. Happy 4th to everyone celebrating we are looking at NBA free agency. Finally, I've been in Florida visiting my brother. CJ has been out of town as well. So we haven't had a chance to really talk about this yet. We're going to dive into the moves that the Bulls have made, including one that came about just Monday, late morning, early afternoon. I'd say that I really like, you know, it's kind of a mixed bag here. Four moves, a couple predictable, a couple surprises. I think the two additions were surprising. I think they can help this team out in a big way in terms of modernizing the offense. I'm going to tell you how that can happen. After I tell you about our great sponsor, BetOnline.ag, BetOnline is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. What are you waiting for? Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember, use our promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. It's B-L-E-A-V. Get that 50% bonus at Bet Online. It's where the game starts. Also, don't forget, we have an official t-shirt of our show, Jordan Pippen 98, The Last Dance at shop.believe.com. There's a lot of great stuff there to support the rapidly growing list of shows on the Believe Network. The official shirt for our program, though, Jordan Pippen 98, The Last Dance, shop.believe.com. The link is in my Twitter and Instagram bios in the link tree. Thank you for checking us out wherever you're taking us in. Fubo TV, Cumulus, TuneIn, Believe TV, YouTube, Apple, Spotify, we're grateful that you are joining the party today as we get into NBA free agency. I chose the wrong time, I guess, to go to Florida to visit my brother because I, you know, free agency started earlier and I'm still getting used to it. And the Bulls were active right away. It was interesting. Some of the moves, like there weren't like groundbreaking free agent signings, I'd say this time around, like across the NBA. Obviously, Damian Lillard asking out of Portland is a big deal. But in terms of groundbreaking free agent signings, nothing really off the charts. Bulls have made four moves as of recording here Monday night. The notable ones, Nikola Vucevic is back. That question has been answered. Kobe White is also back as well. He was a restricted free agent. Let's talk about Vuce's deal first before I get into Javon Carter and Torrey Craig. Nikola Vucevic, three years, $60 million deal. That came out on Wednesday night, right before the start of free agency, because the Bulls have a window. They had a window, I should say, where they could start negotiating with Vucevic, even though he was... An unrestricted free agent, they could have a window to negotiate. Got it done before he hit the open market when the negotiating period started Thursday night, Thursday night, Friday night. Either way, before the period started, Vooch got his extension. Three years, $60 million. I've seen a lot of mixed reactions to the Nikola Vucevic extension. 
two things can be true at the same time. The Bulls were bidding against themselves in this case. Three years, $60 million. I'm not sure who else would have given Booch that contract. I mean, it's favorable. It's team-friendly, I'd say, compared to, I mean, it's a pay cut for him. So who else is going to give him that contract? I don't know. But at the same time, my point, $20 million a year is a discount. That's It's a pay cut, basically, is what it is. And I'm not sure what he would have gotten on the open market, whether anyone would have given him more years and similar money, however that would have worked out. The Bulls could have been bidding against themselves, but it felt like it felt like an inevitability that Vooch was going to come back, just given what we heard from AK, given his role in the offense. I mean, the defense is a liability. CJ and I have talked about that at length. But what he does on offense, he rolls out of bed and gets you a double-double. He can shoot the three. Yeah, he hasn't shot it great the last couple of years. No one on the Bulls has shot it great the last couple of years. But he has that range where he can space the floor even a little bit more than what they've been able to do. And according to Joe Cowley at the Sun-Times, he wants a bigger role in the offense, Nikola Vucevic does. And I think that's a really good thing, considering CJ and I have been on this very show, pounding our chest, saying, give Vooch the ball. Let him pass it. Let him shoot it. Let him be the facilitator, because you don't have a point guard. You just got one, but I'm not sure if he's going to be your starter or not. But Vooch can be your point center. He can help facilitate the offense if you don't have a true point guard on the floor. I love Kobe White. Don't get me wrong. I'm really glad he's coming back. He's not a true point guard yet. Maybe he can develop into one. Maybe that's the path that they still want to take with him. But he's not a true point guard yet. So you can run it through Vooch. We've been saying that all year this past year. And now you've locked him up. And it sounds like that money's guaranteed. If that's the case, get Vooch involved in the offense. The defense, it is what it is. You know what you're going to get when it comes to Vooch on the defensive side of the basketball. It's the offense that I want to see him use more. And when I say use more, I don't mean use more in like the first half and then just try shooting the ball and you're not making it. Keep him involved the entire game. Have him be that point center, run the offense through him. I think that's one of the biggest keys with Nikola Vucevic coming back to the Bulls. Another key with Vuce coming back is having an option in Kobe White. Three years, $33 million, according to our guy Sean Sharani, a friend of the show, loyal to Chicago's finest. That number could go up to $40 million, according to Casey Johnson at NBC Sports Chicago. To me, that is a solid average annual value of $11 million. I think that's fine. It's about what I expected him to be at, if I'm completely honest. Now, he was a restricted free agent, so if someone else wanted to offer Kobe White a contract, the Bulls could have matched that. And I think three years, $33 million to keep arguably your best shooter, or I guess one of your best shooters at the very least. You could consider Levine your best shooter. But one of your best shooters, keeping him in town at three years, $33 million, I like that a lot. That one felt like a no-brainer, too, because we we talked a lot about the Bulls' need shooting. They couldn't shoot the basketball well last year. They haven't been shooting the basketball well the last couple of years with this current roster makeup after Lonzo Paul gets hurt because he needed his shooting. Keeping Kobe White needed to happen. I'm glad it happened at a reasonable price. My motto for this offseason was not to overpay. I don't think they overpaid for either of these guys. You can make a case with Vooch because, again, they were bidding against themselves. Who knows who else would have paid him $20 million a season. But I want to say he was making like 22 or 23 a season. So this is a pay cut, even though he's coming off a solid year, played all 82 games. Keeping Kobe White around $11 million a year, that seems fair. That's team-friendly. Like both of these contracts are team-friendly deals. And the thing with Vooch, too, going back to it, three years, $60 million at $20 million a year. Let's say he has a down year. 
this coming year, and we don't know how the yearly breakdown is, but for argument's sake, let's say 20 million a year. Let's say he has a down year coming up in 23-24. If you want to trade him at the trade deadline, if the team's having a down year, or let's say he's having a good year and the team's not doing well and you need draft capital, which the Bulls desperately need draft capital, you can trade him. That is a team-friendly contract, in my opinion. Kobe White's the same way. Three years, 33 mil, that's team-friendly. Keep one of your best shooters. He could maybe develop into your true point. He can, I guess, be your facilitator off the bench. I don't know if I'm comfortable with that necessarily, but, you know, it is what it is. So keeping him around, I think, is that's a really good thing. The other big question mark now is Io Sumu. Restricted free agent. They've, off, they've, I think, tendered him the qualifying offer. That means they can match whatever happens with a restricted free agent. Io Sumu was next, the next big question mark for a return. But two additions are coming in from the open market. Javon Carter, three years, $20 million contract. Chicago area guy, went to, I think he's provided as a East, provides a West, one of the two. Chicago area native. He is going to fill that Patrick Beverly role. And now I'm not saying that from the defensive tenacity, the getting in guys' faces. He's a defense first point guard. Don't get me wrong. Like his defense is there. That's going to be a great help on the perimeter. It's really great to have a perimeter defender at the guard position not named Alex Caruso, who can jump in and do the dirty work on defense. Again, three years, 20 million. That's a good deal. That's a good contract. He's coming off a really good year because he did well on both sides of the basketball. He's a 39.7% career three-point shooter this past year. That number was 42.1%. They added shooting. Arturis Karnaschobis said the need was going to be there to add shooting. They did that. Adding a guy like Javon Carter, because he weren't going to bring back Pat Bev. He ended up signing elsewhere. I think Philadelphia is where he ended up going. It was kind of tough for me to follow with Twitter being out at one point, like day two or three of free agency. And me being on vacation. I tried to follow as best I could, but some stuff slipped through the cracks. Patrick Beverly's gone. I'll tell you that. And also Derek Rose went to Memphis. That's sad, but I, I wouldn't have paid him the money that Memphis paid him. Getting a guy like Javon Carter after the year he had, that's a good signing to me. Neither one of these guys, neither Javon Carter nor Torrey Craig, are going to take the Bulls to the mountaintop. When I say they're good signings, I'm not saying they're going to take the Bulls to the NBA Finals. I'm saying they're going to be Big contributors. I think both of these guys can be big-time contributors this coming season. Let's get to Torrey Craig. That news broke just this morning around lunchtime, I'd say, that came out. A two-year deal, salary's not known. We haven't heard any reporting yet. This came from Woj just around lunch, like I said. This signing is better than it might be getting credit for because he's a veteran presence. He's been around a long time, and he's a solid three-point shooter. This past year, that number was 39.5%. He's one of the big contributors for Phoenix down the stretch after the Kevin Durant trade when they had no contributors because they traded them all to get Kevin Durant. Torrey Craig was one of those guys that was kind of a go-to off the bench. Played a key role on that team. I think he could come in and play a similar role on the Bulls. Is another good defender. You've added a couple guys who can defend and shoot the ball. It's huge because the defense looked well from a metric standpoint last year. The eye test maybe not so much sometimes. But the metric standpoint, the Bulls' defense took huge strides last year. Now they've got to do the same thing on the offensive side of the basketball. You've got to take strides and get with the modern NBA. They ranked last in three-point shots taken. Not made, taken. Actually, they might have ranked last and made threes too. I don't know, but they just never shot the three. How many games did CJ and I sit here and talk about the Bulls shot X percent from the field 
but the other team shot why more three pointers. They were it was way too many games. I was about to pull my hair out because there were so many games that the Bulls shot the ball well. They did what they were supposed to do on offense, and yet they lost the game because they just didn't shoot enough threes. Now you bring in guys like Carter and Torrey Craig. Pair them with Patrick Williams, who was your leader in three-point percentage last year. Pair them with Zach Levine, assuming he sticks around. I know the rumors are going around with how things are right now on Twitter. You can't keep track of all the rumors like I could, you know, a week ago at this time. But I know there's been stuff out there about Zach. But for right now, Zach's on the team. So you pair these guys with Patrick Williams, with Zach, with Kobe. And Casey Johnson wrote it at NBC Sports Chicago. This helps take the Bulls closer to that modern NBA with the three-point shooting. I don't want them to shoot the three every other time down the floor. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying take 100 threes a game. I'm saying keep pace. I'm saying don't just settle for the mid-range. I love the mid-range. The mid-range is not dead despite what some people say. The three-point shot is the modern NBA, and it's going to be very nice to see that translate to the Chicago Bulls now. Because here's from Casey Johnson's column at NBC Sports Chicago today. Torrey Craig is coming off a career-high 39.5% from three-point range over 79 games with the Suns. Devon Carter shot a stellar 42.1% in 81 games last season for the Milwaukee Bucks. More importantly, now this is the stat that tells the tale. Craig attempted 3.2 attempts per game while Carter took 4.2 per game. Adding Kobe White, whom the Bulls re-signed a restricted free agency, and perhaps management's goal of addressing this math problem is on its way to fruition. Arturus Karnaschovas said they were going to address three-point shooting in free agency. They have done that in the best way they could. Because as I said, the last, what, two, three weeks, they had no money. And they've done the best they can here with no money. They weren't going to go out and get, you know, your sharpshooters. They weren't going to pay Dante DiVincenzo what he got in New York. They weren't going to pay Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon was going to Phoenix anyway. They weren't going to pay some of these guys. They had to find bargains and they brought Javon Carter home and he's going to pair them with some of these guys. Remember Patrick Williams shot 41 and a half percent from three this past season. That's impressive. And I love that he's turned into this three and D guy. I know he comes up in trade rumors because that's just the nature of the business. He's a young player, exciting young player. He lost a year in there. His development's been kind of, you know, up and down, but Patrick Williams is turning into the guy. That's a key part of what the bulls are doing. This is not a rebuild situation. These signings here are not rebuild focused. These are okay. Let's add some improvements. And I, it would not surprise me at all. If there are a couple moves coming. It still feels inevitable to me. And I know CJ would be here to talk about this too. Like it just feels like a trade is coming some point because your draft capital is not there. Draft capital for this year, like near, near future is gone. Cause the draft's coming gone now. Now it's about, okay, let's look toward next year. Do these two signings, Torrey Craig and Javon Carter, take the Bulls over the hump and get them into the playoffs? Not the play-in, the playoffs. As it stands right now, I'm not ready to say that. They're nice improvements. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I think adding Javon Carter is going to be, remember the the impact that Pat Bev had this year is a little, it was a little different. Because Pat Bev's going to get in your ear. He's going to say things that, you know, He's going to, you're going to know where he stands on things is what I'm saying. I'm trying to like put that right. Like Pat Bev is Pat Bev. He's a different animal. Javon Carter is not Patrick Beverly, but he can do similar things to Pat Bev on the court, but he can shoot the three better than Pat Bev can. Does that make sense? 
I hope that makes sense what I'm trying to say here. Because you replace Pat Bev. Torrey Craig is going to come in. He's a much better shooter than Javante Green. Javante Green, I love Javante's energy. Don't get me wrong. Coming off the bench, even when he was in the starting lineup, Javante Green's energy was infectious. It seemed like it lit a fire under that team. And yet, when he shot the three, I cringed. So I'm like, don't shoot the three. Torrey Craig, I want shooting the three. He can score. Both of these guys can score. So Arturis Karnaschovas is living up to his message right now. When he, at, when he said, in free agency, we're going to address shooting. And I know they've got that new shooting coach in Peter Patton. That every time I turn around, I'm reading about this new shooting coach. I don't know how much of an impact a new shooting coach has on an NBA team, but I do know he's also kind of leading the player development front now. So maybe that has something to do with a different philosophy that AK and Mark Eversley are working through here. But as it stands right now, like these two additions are not going to take the Bulls to like the top five in the East. That sixth spot in the East right now, man, I don't know what's going to happen this year. I know it's still early. Free agency is still going on. I'm pulling up the standings here as we speak. And I want to see, like, based on what teams have done what this offseason. Boston made improvements. Chris Tapps, Porzingis, that takes them, arguably, the Eastern Conference favorite. Milwaukee, I'm never going to count out Milwaukee. Philadelphia, it sounds like James Harden wants out. It's going to be a sign-in trade or an opt-in trade, however the terminology is. Philadelphia, I still would take over the Bulls. I'm not even sorry. Cleveland, again, I'd probably have to take them over the Bulls right now. The Knicks, I'm, I'm taking the Knicks over the Bulls. The Nets, a wild card to me. They don't have the star power that they had the last couple of years, but they still got really good players in there. Like, Brooklyn can be good. It's a matter of getting the most out of those guys. But there are a couple, there's one team here that might be taking that leap. It's the Miami Heat because Damian Lillard wants out of Portland. About damn time, Dame wants out of Portland. We've been talking about it. We've been waiting for it. It sounded like maybe he was going to stay and play with Scoot Henderson. No, he wants out. Sounds like Miami's going to be the destination. It sounds like that's where he wants to play. So if Miami gets Damian Lillard, if they can hold on to Bam out of bio, Dame, Jimmy, and Bam. To me, that takes Miami. Miami was the eighth seed this year. That takes them immediately into the top three, possibly top two over the Bucks in the Eastern Conference. Like I think that's just going, with Eric Spolstra and the Heat culture, I think Dame's going to fit like a glove in Miami. So you've got Miami taking that leap now. Toronto and the Bulls are kind of on the same wavelength at this point. Toronto just lost Fred Van Vliet, but I know they, they replaced him, but... Either way, I think Toronto and the Bulls are kind of in the same spot. Like, they can make a run at it. Because if you look at the standings from this year, the Bulls finished four games behind the Heat for the eighth seed. They finished one game behind Toronto for the ninth seed. Like, they very well could have been the ninth seed this year. And said they were the tenth seed. Like, they're in that purgatory that I keep saying. They're just stuck in the middle in the East. And I don't know if Torrey Craig and Javon Carter can get them out of the middle on their own. But they can make a move. I think it's time. Trade DeMar DeRozan. I think Javon Carter can jump into the starting lineup at the point guard spot. You have Torrey Craig in there who can slide into the three if you need. I think you just got to find somebody who can take DeMar DeRozan off your hands. I would, If it's me, I'm holding on to Zach Levine. I think Zach, we've talked about it on the show multiple times. He's young enough. He just hasn't proven himself yet. He's not had the capability to prove himself yet in terms of like the surrounding players and the coaching situation with Jim Boylan was not great, which Jimbo got a new job, by the way, going to Indiana. 
That's interesting. But for Zach Levine, the supporting cast hasn't been great. I think if you want to invest in Zach Levine and you did with the max contract, I think you trade DeMar and I think you build around Zach and you make Zach your focal point going forward and have him, he needs to step up from a leadership standpoint. And I know Patrick Beverly was big on that as well when he was with the Bulls. Like Zach, from a leadership standpoint, needs to step up a little more. But if it's me, I'm trading tomorrow and getting future draft capital, maybe a solid player. The one who can get the better return for you is Zach. And that's the predicament that AK and Emmy are in. Zach Levine can probably get you an instant impact younger player as we stand here right now. I just don't know about, do you want to trade Zach and extend DeMar? That's the predicament you're in. And that's what I've been trying to talk through with myself as I look at the landscape and look at the free agent class. The free agent class isn't great. Like that's why adding these two guys and Carter and Craig, to me, these are two of the better guys in the class that says enough about this year's free agency group. If you want instant impact to trade Zach, if you want to look toward the future and maybe I don't know if it would, I think it'd still be in the plan. At least you'd be close to the play it if you trade the bar. Get someone who can maybe contribute this year and go from there. Now, one ripple to this year. This also came out amid the free agency frenzy. The Bulls have applied the disabled player exception for Lonzo Ball. That would be about a $10.2 million difference, I believe. And I'm still trying to read up on this. I'm not a salary cap expert. I don't try to be. When I read you all numbers, I'm reading off spot track or what their data says. I don't try to be a salary cap expert, but my understanding is in order for that to have an impact just for this season, I think the salary cap hit would be there, but I think they can absorb a player in the last year of his deal or someone off waivers is how that works. Either way, creates a little bit of flexibility to maybe go get, maybe take a flyer on somebody. I don't have a name. I haven't thought hard about this. The NBA hasn't approved this yet. Until they do, I'm one of those. I'm not counting my chickens till after they hatch. But it's out there. Shams reported it. The Bulls have applied for the exemption. Again, a $10.2 million difference. We're going to see how they address that, what they do to address that. I really don't have an answer right now, but that's just something else to note for the rest of the offseason as trades come about, as potential free agents come about, you never know. And maybe the Bulls can get in on a couple of these deals. It sounds like Miami and Portland want a third team, or maybe Portland wants a third team for the Dame trade. If the Bulls can get in on that and get something out of Miami or get the pick back from Portland, this is a different conversation because you got you still got to keep the draft in your sights. When you're going through this, you can't just look at the season as, okay, we got this year, we'll address free agency. No, yet this year, you get the draft next year, and then you have free agency. Right now, the draft capital is not there. These are all questions you have to ask yourself as free agency goes on of how you want to approach things. And I think the situation you're in now is not great. You have no money. Your future after next year, DeMar's in the last year of his deal, unless you extend him, and it's not going to be cheap with the way he's played for you. It wasn't cheap to get him. I still think that deal has worked out. The Bulls are in a spot. And they've been in a spot. Adding Carter and Craig makes it better. I know people are still talking doom and gloom about the Bulls. I still think they're going to be a better team. Maybe the new shooting coach, Peter Patton, can make a bigger impact than I think he's going to make. Maybe they can go out there and surprise all of us and make a run at this thing. But again, 
they're getting better. That's the biggest thing. I did not want to see this group run back as it was. You've added the difference with these two signings in Carter and Craig and what stands out about this year versus last year. Last offseason, AK preached continuity. Wanted to run it back with the same group. Same thinking. They were the number one seed at one point before Alonzo got hurt. This year, he said changes needed to happen. He added two guys that will inject shooting into the offense. You're going to have guys who can come in and shoot the ball that are proven shooters with the years they've had, with the track records. Carter, Javon Carter, Torrey Craig, these are good signings. They're not going to take you to the mountaintop. If you're thinking NBA Finals this year, think again. That's not going to happen. I'm sorry. Like, the Bulls are not going to go to the NBA Finals. I'm not sure if they can get over that hump from the play-in to the playoffs, but they're still going to be in that conversation, I think. That's why all eyes to me are on the trade market. Does Zach Levine go? Does DeMar DeRozan go? Whichever one goes, what happens to the other one? If DeMar goes, what do they do with Zach? Do they keep building around him? If they trade Zach, do they extend DeMar? Again, it's not going to be cheap, but there's different directions they can go now that the free agent market is kind of shaking out. Let's look at the cap space real quick. This is according to Track. This is before we find out how much Torrey Craig is signing for. We don't know that figure yet. It's just not out there. I know uh, Will Gottlieb at CHGO tweeted that uh, one of the projections said the vet minimum, which if that's the case, they cannot believe they got Torrey Craig at the vet minimum. I'm not sure how much stock I'm taking into that. I'm not projecting that in here and the numbers I see in front of me. But right now, the current space before the Torrey Craig signing is $8.8 million before the luxury tax. Still got a couple roster spots to fill. You're playing the money game. The Reinsdorfs are not going into the luxury tax. I will be shocked if they go into the luxury tax and pay that fee or pay that whatever the term is for that. If they pay that, I'll be shocked. But the number is 8.8. It's not a lot of money to work with when you have multiple spots to fill. We're going to see what happens here as the offseason goes on. We're planning to be back here next week, depending on you know if anything happens. Obviously, the offseason, it's kind of fluid right now with content, with, you know, what the Bulls do, if there's any trades coming, et cetera, et cetera. No matter what happens, my vacation season's over. We'll be here regardless. We'll be back here at some point in the next couple of weeks talking about the offseason free agency. CJ will be back with me as well. This was kind of a one-off solo Schultz for you. Sorry to all of you watching on YouTube and Believe TV that had to just look at this the whole time. And to the people listening, sorry, you only had to listen to one voice for the first time in about nine months. But I'll tell you what, this is fun. I love flying solo. Like, this is fun. I enjoyed it. I hope you all enjoyed it as well as we project. I want to try and project a little optimism here about the Bulls. And I, I hope I did that. And I don't want to be a pessimist here. I mean, they're not going to be worse than they were this past year. That'd be really tough to do. Things are changing. I think things are changing for the better. And we're going to see what happens the rest of the offseason and into training camp, et cetera. That's a wrap for today's episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. Use that promo code B-L-E-A-V, 50% welcome bonus at BetOnline. Also, don't forget to buy our shirt, Jordan Pippen, 98 The Last Stand, shop.believe.com. Again, the link is in my Twitter and Instagram bios in the link tree. All you got to do is go to that link. takes you right there. I promise I made it super easy for you. It took me a little bit to figure it out, but I made it easy for you. Thank you again for checking us out. Fubo TV, Cumulus Media, tune in. Believe TV, YouTube, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. We are grateful that you joined us for the show today. We will see you next time looking at further free agency moves, any trade. CJ will be back with me as well. Got a couple things I want to get his thoughts on as the offseason goes along. We'll see you all back here next time.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.